Praise the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord while you have a chance right now. I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How many love to be a blessing to the Lord? You know your worship and your praise is a blessing. Amen. It sends up that old sweet-smelling Savior to the Lord. Amen. You want to get his attention? When you're going through something, just begin to praise the Lord. Begin to worship the Lord. Come on, that, that really gets his attention. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. And even I know there's a lot of things to, to pray about. Folks still traveling. There's still things going on. But uh, let's remember those that are sick. And, and uh, thank you, by the way, we're getting names for those that are backslidden or have been involved in church and haven't been around. Uh, if you have some names and phone make sure you get those to us because we're going to get aggressive trying to do some reaching out and stuff here in the next few weeks. So uh, please continue to submit those to the, anybody in the pastoral team, uh, Sister Rexanne as well. But uh, how many have something on your heart this morning? Amen, amen. Come on, hold that hand up here. I got something on your heart. I mean, if you, if you really need God to move today, I want you to just lift that hand. Uh, somebody needs a miracle. He knows how. He knows how. He knows, he knows what is needed. But, you know, sometimes we need to make sure that we let him know, amen, that we're coming for him, before him earnestly with our heart. Let's bind together in a spirit of love and unity. And let's pray and ask God to have his holy way. Jesus, thank you, Lord, God, for your presence, Lord, your ever-present Lord, I pray, God, today, Jesus, I pray, God, that you see these, Lord, that's upon my heart, God. You know those, Lord, right now, God, that are bound, God. You know those today, Jesus, that, Lord, inside, God, may be crying out, Lord. You hear those pleas, Lord. God, we may not see on the surface. We may not see, Lord, in our flesh. God, but let our spirit today, God, reach, Lord, God, the very throne room of heaven, God, Grab your heart today, Jesus. Save our families, Lord. Get them ready, Lord. Bring these back, Lord Jesus. Lord God, that have drifted, Lord. God, prick their hearts, Lord God. Turn their lives around, Jesus. Give them a dream or a vision, Lord. God, let something be said or done, God, that would inspire them, God. Help them, God. Motivate them, Jesus. Trigger, Lord God, something in their spirit, Lord. God, you've spoken. You've said you're going to make the adversary. You're going to make the enemy bless, God. I pray, God, release these, Lord God. Make the enemy loosen his hands, God, up off their life, Lord Jesus. Lord, turn things around, God. Turn things around, Lord, for them, Lord. God, you continue to send healing, Lord. God, continue to send deliverance, Jesus. And God, help us not to become complacent, Lord, and comfortable in our walk with you, Lord God. Help us to realize the day and hour that we are living. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Somebody shout amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Brother Han this morning said something that, amen, triggered in my spirit, and, and I thought, man, what a, what a great time, perfect timing to even say this, but uh, we come in, we expect a couple songs, and offering, and then, you know, preaching, and we go home. So we're going to break that cycle today. We have a special treat for you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I like treats. Amen. Sister Addie, where you at? Come on up, Sister Addie. She's going she's gonna to perform today. She's going to do a sign to a song. Amen. How many appreciate 
those that have a talent and those that are willing to use that talent for the Lord. Amen. Do you need a microphone or are you just going to do like
to the potter's house And you best believe Oh, he'll make something good Oh, he'll make something good I know he will Yeah, he'll make something good Oh, he'll make something good out the dust Praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's making something good. Come on, look around. He's already made some good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. What a, what a inspiration. Praise God. Thank you. You could be seated. Amen. I'm going to ask the ushers if they'd make their way forward. We're going to lift up our tithes and offerings today. Amen. And I'm just excited. It's great to see these young people and people do things for the Lord. Amen. It's just awesome. Church, I believe we ought to be looking to see how much more we can be doing rather than less. Come on, I know, I know it's difficult, but I mean, we've been talking about change. Change is difficult. Changing is hard. And sometimes making these changes, it's difficult. But one thing I've found out, when you're sincere and you really try your best, at some point God steps in and helps carry you on through. Amen. I, I know He has, I know He will, and He continues to do so. Take your offering in your hand today. We're going to ask the Lord to bless it. Amen. And how many is glad, amen, that you're able to give? Brother Ty, would you pray over this offering today? Amen, amen. All right, here, brother. Yes, yes bring up here to while they're go ahead and make your way forward today amen and you're giving please continue to support the church i know spring and summer's coming up here and amen just keep the church keep keep things going uh, we do have revivals scheduled uh Brother Cheshire is going to be with us on Saturday, May 1st. We're going to have a Saturday night service, May the 1st. That's Saturday night at 6 o'clock, May the 1st. Brother James Cheshire, Pastor Cheshire is going to be with us Saturday night, Sunday morning. Somebody say June 6th. June 6th. And probably that Saturday before it will be June 5th. We'll probably do a Saturday night and a Sunday morning there. Brother George Hurt, how many remember Brother George? Brother George Hurt is going to be with us, amen, and we're excited about that, confirmed that also. So the next couple months here, we're going to try to do a couple little things on the weekend to change things up. Uh, prayer, we're continuing prayer Tuesdays, 11 o'clock on Tuesdays, 6 o'clock, amen, Thursday nights. Uh, we're going to get our elders back involved in prayer uh, we're going to start promoting, amen, you to reach out to our elders to 
Amen. Be have your hands and lay their hands on you and pray for you. Uh, we're going to try to get back, get those things back into action. Uh, I believe we've got to get a hold of fear. Uh, I'm not going to come and ask somebody to pray for me and then worry and fear about what <laughs> what's going to happen by their touch. What I'm going to believe is when I come and they touch and anoint me and pray for me that God's going to do something. Come on, we've got to get back to the place where we allow God to do what He does. Wednesday night, of course, Word and Worship. Somebody say children's revival. How many big kids we have here? You know what I'm saying. Amen. Just because we say children's revival doesn't mean that amen is not for all of us. But revival weekend begins, sun, uh, the, begins Friday, 6 o'clock. This Friday. This Friday. And uh, we're going to kick it off here. And then Brother Ethan Hecox, Hethcox. Brother, Brother Ethan's going to be with us on Saturday, uh, the 17th, coming up here, 6 o'clock. Uh, you know how he is. I tell you what, he can, make, he can take a puppet and make it seem real. You catch yourself wanting to talk to it like it's a person and responding. So he's going to be with us uh, Saturday, the 6 o'clock. So get the word around, neighborhood kids. If, if we get enough that want to come, we, we'll fire the van up and we'll go get them. And we'll make sure we get them picked up for uh, Saturday night service, especially Friday night, 6 o'clock, Saturday night, 6 o'clock. And then he'll be with us Sunday morning, uh, amen, out here at the 1115 service. So, amen, just a treat for all of us. And uh, we will have normal Sunday school next Sunday, though. We will have normal Sunday school, so uh, that will be out here. How many is glad that God has touched your life in a way that he has? I mean, think about it, in the way that he has. Uh, I was thinking when Brother Chad was speaking to our class this morning uh, how that seemed like that you just go through life and you're just chugging along and then something slows you down. Something gets your attention. And church, let's pray that way. I know we're living in a fast-paced time. People's got all kinds of things to do. But let's make church a priority. Let's make the things of God a priority. And listen, we will never regret the results of what God will do in it. Amen. I, I, hope, I hope our goal is, is to have least more than one in our lifetime that we can win to the Lord. What a great, what a great feeling to know that you help lead somebody to the Lord. Stand with me all over this place. I do want to see Brother Joe and Brother Steve after church real, real quick after church today. So Amen. Get, get word to Brother Joe. I don't know if see him there, but amen. Make sure. Uh, how many is ready to worship? How many is ready to tell the Lord, amen, what he's worthy of today? Come on. The, the very breath in our body, he's worthy because it's the breath he gives us. Let's lift our hands all over this place as we invite praise team out here. Come on. Let's just not make it a, a mundane worship. Let's let the Lord know. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful that he provides. We may have needs. We may go through things. Come on. But you know what? I, I thank God. There was a time in my life I couldn't afford to even pay to have a well taken care of. Had to have help. But I thank the Lord. It may cost. I thank you, Jesus, that, that you help us, that you help us, God, that you sustain us, you keep us. Come on. Let's worship.
to be where you are today, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, have your way today, God. Would you move in this place, Jesus?
you to worry about the problem. He has the solution today. To yes, but you created me to worship daily, so I'm a Well, if we can't lift our hands all across this place right now. Come on, in this moment, the only thing that matters is you and Jesus. Come on, we don't worship for man. We don't worship for ministry. We don't worship for a church. We worship for God. Come on, this is your intimate time with Jesus right now. Come on, you're able to just pour some things out. So that you can decrease and he can increase right now. God, I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Lord. The Bible says, lean on to our own understanding. But in all our ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. Trusting. We don't know what else to do. We trust. Bishop said, we don't know what else to do. We worship. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Come on, the presence of God is in this place. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's liberty from whatever you're facing right now. Whatever report you got, there's liberty from it in this place right now. Whatever you're struggling with, there's liberty right now that you can have. Come on, the Lord's moving in this place right now. Won't you reach out and touch Him today? Lord, I trust you right now. I don't know where the answer is going to come from, God, but I trust you right now. I don't know where the solution is going to come from, God, but I trust you in this moment. Come on, let some things rise up inside of you right now and speak to Jesus. Come on, if you're new in this place, just begin to open up to Jesus. Just begin to talk to Him.
Whatever you feel in your heart, whatever comes to your mind, Lord, I need you, Jesus. God, give me the understanding that I need, Lord. I need more of you, Jesus. And less of me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice. Come on, clap your hands and lift up your voice. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I'm responding to let you know, Lord, that you're, I know you're here. I want you to know, God, that I feel your presence. I want you to know, Lord, that I'm trusting you today. Amen, amen. What a sweet presence of God is in this place. So beautiful. God begins to answer. It's a wonderful message this morning from Brother Chad. Sister Addie did such a wonderful job. So proud of her. Amen. I love watching the Lord use young children. It's moments like that that will put something inside of her that will get her to her adulthood. She says, man, I've got to serve Jesus with everything I have. I'm thankful for children to do that. Amen. Could we give all our guests just a great big hand clap today? So good to see each and every one of them. I mean, you can make your way back to your seats if you like. If you remain standing, 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 through 2. Again, if you weren't here Wednesday, we were able to announce we had 175 here on Easter Sunday. 175 on Easter Sunday. Isn't that beautiful? So thank you for that. Thank you to every person that worked hard, done something extra to make sure that happened. So grateful for you. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 through 2. Be praying for our children, our teachers. Our children revival this coming up weekend. I want to hear and see our young people get filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what I want. So I pray to the Lord before service starts today. God, I want to see a child receive the gift of the Holy Ghost to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want to see that. I want to come out of this next weekend with those testimonies. First Kings chapter 18, verse 1 through 2. The Bible says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself. Unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. Just skip down to verse number 30. The Bible says, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. He put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, Fill, our, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. They did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around the altar and it filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Listen how simple this was. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, 
And if thou hast turned their heart back again, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell to their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Just a few moments today, I want to minister on this topic. Preparing for an answer from heaven. Preparing for an answer from heaven. If one more time, if we lift our hands to heaven right now. Can I believe every person here has something they need to answer? I believe there's promises. I believe there's miracles, signs, and wonders that's been spoken over your life. Come on, my duty today is to prepare you to receive that. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you today, God. Thank you, Lord God, for every gift, every calling, God, every prophecy. God, every promise, Lord, you've laid in our lives, God. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit, for the anointing that got us to this place, God. Now we're asking, Lord God, that you would fall, Lord Jesus, in this place, God. Move, Lord God, throughout every aisleway, every pew. God, that you would answer by fire in this house today. Lord, give us ears to hear today, Lord, and a heart to receive. Lord, we'll always give you all praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Preparing for an answer from heaven. You can be seated today. Elijah receives a word from the Lord in verse number 1. There had been a famine in the land that hadn't rained in a long time. The Lord says, I'm going to send you relief. I'm going to answer from heaven. Now go prepare. It was in a moment of a drought. In a moment for Elijah, it was uncomfortable because there was a ransom that was set on Elijah's head. Elijah was running. And what the Lord told Elijah was, says, I'm going to renew some things. But before I renew some things, I'm pulling you out of this cave because I refuse to bless the people of God while they're in hiding. I said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pull you out. I'm going to allow some things to happen. And I'm going to answer from heaven. But I'm not going to do it while you're afraid. I'm not going to do it while you're scared. I'm not going to do it while your back's against the wall. But I'm about ready to bring you out. Because I want you to face the people. Amen. Right in front of them. I want them to see what's happening in this place. Elijah goes to Ahab, which is a testimony in himself. Elijah going to Ahab could have been a certain death sentence for him. The Lord sent him and says, hey, go to Ahab. Get Ahab, the leader of the false prophets. You Get them together, and we're going to settle this once and for all. We're, we're, going to about, we're going to get an answer today. Elijah goes to Ahab and says, hey, meet me at Mount Carmel. Ahab brings 450 prophets of Baal to meet Elijah on the mount. Elijah says, we're going to figure this out today. We're going to figure out if Baal's God and if he's God, you're going to follow him. But if the Lord's God, we're going to stop with this mess and we're going to follow him. He says, I'm tired of there being two opinions in this place. I'm tired of living in a place of confusion. I'm tired of living in a place of separation and division. It's stopping right now. We're going to decide today who's real God. We're going to decide today who we're going to follow for the rest of our lives. Can I tell you there is no room for confusion or division in the church? Because if we're going to get an answer from God, confusion has to leave. Division has to leave. If we're going to have the revival that God promised, we got to get ourselves to a place that we're not arguing and bickering on who we're going to serve and who we're going to follow. Come on, we got to come together. We got to come together. Understand today, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about ministry. It's all about Jesus. 
It's all about doing what he told us to do, and we have it on our back wall. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We cannot preach the gospel to every creature when we're trying to figure out what gospel to preach. He says, we're going to get rid of all this junk. We're, we're going to sell it sell once and for all. And the way we're going to settle it is we're going to see what God responds. Come on, some of us are serving the God of this world. Amen. You're expecting him to solve your problems, to solve your issues. And can I tell you, it's never going to happen. You're never going to hear from your God of this world. Your money guy's not going to do it for you. Your job job, your job guy's not going to do it for you. Popularity guy's not going to do it for you. But if you want an answer from heaven, there's only one true God that's going to give you the answer that you need. There's only one true God that's going to allow miracles, signs, and wonders to flow throughout these pews and out these aisleways. There's only one true God from heaven that's going to allow us to release Muncie into a place of revival. And can I tell you right now, I need as many on board with me as possible because I'm ready to go into revival. I'm ready to see God do the things he promised he was going to do. I'm ready to feel the rain from heaven flow over this place. I don't want to be in a drought any longer. I don't want to be in a revival drought any longer. I don't want to be in a soul drought any longer. Yes, we've had great prayer meetings, but there's more. We've had some great Sunday services, but there's more. And God says, I want to answer. But before I can answer, we've got to make some decisions. Oh, hallelujah. So they got them together. He says, come on, I'm going to give you the first shot at this. So he says, here you go. Here's everything you need to build an altar. Here's your sacrifice. Here's the wood. Here's the stone. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 26, and they took the bullock, which was given to them. These are the 450 prophets of Baal. Understand, it only takes one man of God to show who's God. It can take 450 naysayers. It can take 450 people in the city that says, no, we're going to shut it down, or no, we're not going to do that, or no, that's never going to happen around this place. But it takes one obedient man of God that says, I don't believe that for one second. Come on, I understand there may be some people around you right now that's naysayers. Some people around you that says it's not going to happen. Some people around you that says, yo, you might want to go a different direction or a different route if you want to get there. But we need to let the naysayers know that we're not going to fall into that voice and we're not going to listen. Something inside your spirit needs to rise up today. They dressed it and they called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, Oh, Baal, hear us. But he who has no voice nor any answer. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. Tried all their way. But when push came to shove, when they really needed an answer. Come on, some things are great in theory, but when you really need an answer. When you really need to hear from heaven. Come on, who are you turning to? Who are we reaching to when we really need God to move? When we really need a miracle sign or wonder, who are we looking to? Whose voice are we going to hear? Understand today, 450 people from prophets of Baal came around. For Elijah, that could have been intimidating. Because at any moment, they could have killed him. At any moment, they could have taken him out. Brother Chad said it beautifully today that David wasn't afraid of Goliath because there was an anointing on his life. And he knew there was no way that an old giant was going to take him until he became king. I said, there's an anointing on your life and the things that you're afraid of. You need to realize and 
You need to realize until God does what he says he's going to do, and until that anointing comes into fruition, you don't need to be afraid of it. You don't need to be scared of it. He says, I'm going to use you and your family. He's going to use you and your family. If he says he's going to use you in your schools, he's going to use you in your schools. Not a shadow of a doubt, God's going to do it. It's interesting. All these prophets come around, and, and Elijah actually invites him and says, come here. Come here. You know what I believe? I believe that he said, listen, we're going to do something, but I want all these people to be here to witness it. I want everybody around that said it couldn't happen to come here. I want every person that has a doubt to come here. I want every person that has said something bad about Elijah to come here. I want you to be up close and personal. See, sometimes when the enemy comes around us and draws close to us, we think it's our death sentence. Maybe it could be God bringing all those enemies together to saying, watch this. Watch what happens. We feel the enemy closing in sometimes, and it's so strong, and it's so close. And we, oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. We can't move, and we can't breathe. What that is is getting the enemy close to saying, look what I'm getting ready to do. Look at the revival. Look at the fire. Look at the anointing. I'm about ready to use this person in such a mighty way. I want you to see what's on their lives. Come on, the enemy wouldn't be afraid of you if he, didn't, if he wasn't there when your anointing was placed on you. Come on, don't you know that the enemy knew that Elijah was anointed? Don't you know that the enemy knew that there was power and authority in the words and in the voice of Elijah if I can shut him down once and for all? We got all these other people in hiding. There, there were some hundred prophets that were off hiding. That in verses uh, 3 through whatever, 3 through 20, that they were speaking with all these prophets who were afraid, that were anointed. He said, we don't know if we can come out yet. We don't, we don't know if we can come out of hiding yet. We're still a little scared and we're still a little worried. We're not really sure what to do. Elijah said in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30, until all the people come near to me. Come a little bit closer. God gave me a word not just a couple of days ago. And if God's getting ready to fulfill that word, come here. Come close. Come on. The word of God intimidates us sometimes. The word of God scares us sometimes. The word of God makes us uncomfortable sometimes. Amen. But if we just have enough faith. Oh, I believe the Word of God. I felt the Word of God speaking. I felt the Word of God moving. I believe He's getting ready to bring us out. I believe He's getting ready to pull us out. Oh, I know I'm putting my neck on the line, but I believe God's never going to leave me or forsaken me. I believe He's going to be closer than a brother. I believe He's going to be there beside me as I'm going through the valleys, as I'm going through rough times. I believe He's there. Elijah started with only a word from the Lord. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't lightning and thunder. It was just a word of the Lord that says, I'm getting ready to do something. I'm here to remind some people in this church what the word of the Lord spoke to this church. I know without a shadow of a doubt the Lord spoke to this church and prophesied that this church would be paid off. I know without a shadow of a doubt that it was prophesied we would have revival that would cause us to have to build again. 
I was here in the service when the prophet said it's going to happen. I want to remind somebody the word of the Lord that says well, it's going to be a launching pad for ministries. I remember when the Lord spoke the last time we had the prophet that said we would. We would, not we maybe, but we would have a multicultural revival here at 3120 South Walnut Street. And I don't know about you, but those words are still driving me. Those words are still making me get up in the morning and saying I don't care what this day brings me. I got a word from the Lord. came out of the pandemic, it'd be easy for us to throw in the towel and forget about the words of the Lord. We would have an excuse. I was in an article one day that said 20%, expect 20% of your, of your congregation not to come back, and it says you'll never recover that 20%. Come on, when this pandemic hits, you'll never recover 20% was the data that was being sent out to pastors. I rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke, come on, the spirit that says we're not going to recover. I rebuke the spirit that says these things aren't going to happen. Because when the Lord speaks something, he says, my word is yea and amen. In other words, I said it, don't question it, it's going to happen. Come on, some of you are sitting there with a promise, and you're not sure if it's ever going to breathe life again. You're looking at a promise. that You don't know there's going to be anointing to it. Can I tell you, you need to start preparing the promise that God has for you. I said God's getting ready to speak, and he's going to speak with fire. God's getting ready to answer, and he's going to answer with fire. Understand the prophets of Baal had their first shot at it. They spent hours, the Bible says, cutting themselves and, and moaning and groaning. Why won't this answer? Why don't I get the answer that I need? And they tore up the altar. Elijah did. Elijah says, guys, we're going to fix this altar. The Bible says the first thing he did was he took the stones that represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Sometimes we need to be reminded who we are and where we came from. Oh, Lord. The Bible says he took those 12 stones and he placed them in order. Because before we're going to hear an answer from God, there's got to be order. I said before we get an answer from God, we have to put some things in order in our lives. I'm not here to tear you down. I'm here to tell you to build up your altar again. I'm here to let you know maybe fire hadn't fallen on your altar for a little while. But you need to start preparing that altar because God's getting ready to answer. And he says if your altar's built and it's ready. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a peculiar people. Don't you forget who you are. I know the enemy's surrounding you right now. I know the enemy's trying to tell you to give up and throw in the towel. But it remind, me, remind yourself today that you are anointed. You are a child of the Most High God. Pick yourself up. God's not done using you. Go ahead and quit the church if you think it's going to be easy, but God's not done using you. Throw away your ministry, but God's not done using it. Come on, I'm rallying the troops today. I've heard people say, I've heard people say I can leave the church and they'll replace me. And it breaks my heart every time. Yes, we'd have to find a replacement for you, but it's not the same. 
I was sitting down starting to write names down of prodigal sons and daughters from when I was set over there in that youth section as a young person. Remember sitting by those kids. Remember a lot of those people praying for me because they were older than me, speaking things into my life. Remember when I was youth pastor, wrote down some names of young people that I had. Man, and I remember coming on a Friday night and having prayer service for those same young people. Stood right there at the front of that pew. And God answered with fire and fell all over them. Yes, it's going to be beautiful when God answers by fire and we have our revival. But I still believe we're going to think back and think, who are we missing? I want to celebrate with you. I want to be able to stand together and say, look what we've done. Bishop, we made it. It wasn't easy. We wanted to quit. It was tough. But look what the Lord has done. I said, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He's still healing bodies. We're still baptizing people in Jesus' name. Even while everybody else is at an Easter egg hunt, we're still baptizing people in Jesus' name. That gives me hope that God says, honey, I still want to send the fire. I still want to send the rain. I still want to send the promise. I still want to send the anointing. So Elijah takes time and he gets the stones and he builds the altar. The Bible says he took the wood and he put the wood in order. In verse number 33, he says, I'm putting the wood in order because God works in order. And he took the sacrifice, the bullock, he cut up into small pieces like it was supposed to be. And he put it in order. I don't know about you, but when I feel the move of God moving in my spirit, I want it to happen right away. Because the longer it takes, oh man, the longer I take from the word of God until the fulfillment, the more time there is for doubt to creep in. Oh man, I tell you right now, I enjoy preaching 11, 15 services until I get on this platform at 1030. God, I know there's something's burning in my spirit, but man, it's a long time between 1030 and 1115. He says, listen, I'm still going to put things in order. I'm still going to do what the Lord told me to do. Because I believe if I still do what the Lord told me to do, he's going to answer like he said he was going to do. Honey, it's going to take time to build your altar, and that's okay. Start building today. It's going to take time to get some things in your family put in order for the promises that God has for you. Start today. Come on, I understand there's some pressure in it when you tell your wife or your spouse that God's going to send the fire and there's no fire and you're living in a drought. But can I remind you that you still need to build because one of these days God's getting ready to answer. Taking time to build an altar isn't stupid. Taking time to build an altar isn't a waste of your time. But taking time to build an altar is going to usher your family into the miracles, signs, and wonders. Got everything in order. We wasn't done. He says, I want you to get those big old barrels of water. Get four of them. Fill them to the top, and I want you to pour it all over this. 
pour it all over the, the, uh, the altar. Remember, he built a trench around it. He built a trench around it. Fill it up. Okay, we did it once. Do it a second time. That's eight barrels. You understand what, you understand how, what that's going to do? You ever tried to fire, start a fire when wood's wet? Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Do the third time. Elijah, that's 12 barrels of water that you just poured on that bad boy. 450 people tried to light this thing on fire, and they couldn't done when it was dry. Saturated. I've heard this preached several times. I heard that they baptized it. I heard so many things preached with this, but I started to look some things up. So why? Why would he do this? And one of the things they would have done, the prophets of Baal, is they would have tried to deceive people. And they would have built elaborate tunnels leading up to those altars. The first thing Elijah did, he says, hey, we're building an altar where I said we're going to build it because I'm going to take any opportunity you have to deceive us away. Because if they would have went to one of theirs, there would have been elaborate tunnels that were embedded. And what would have happened is they would have gave a key word or a key signal or a gesture. And someone from afar off would have lit it. And everybody around there that had no idea what was happening thought that fire fell from heaven. And Elijah knew the games. So he dug the trench to show there's nothing around it. Not only did that, but he poured water all over it. I just want you to make sure that you know I didn't secretly put something in there. There was no magic trick here. I'm here to let you know that the Lord wants the enemy to know without a shadow of a doubt, it was him that restored. I want the enemy to know without a shadow of a doubt, it was nothing he did. It was nothing that I did. But it was all heaven. There's not going to be a question in our minds. When God answers by fire on this church, it wasn't the ministry it wasn't pastor, it wasn't this person, and it wasn't that person. But everybody's going to stand back and say it had to be God. Only God could have done that. Only God could have performed that. Everybody there said, oh, it's the Lord God. It's the Lord God, without a question. They start coming to the music. First Kings chapter 18. It came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Isaac the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. It wasn't poetic. We forget this thing. In our minds, we think, I have to have the perfect words. If I say the perfect prayer, if I don't stumble over my words, it's beautiful, but is there power? Is there faith in it? You know what God wants to hear? God wants to hear your true heart without it mixed in with anybody else's words. Come on, I know there's devotionals, and I'm, I'm thankful for those devotionals to keep us on track. But God doesn't want a devotional prayer. 
I'm preaching against those. If you have those, do them. Keep yourself on track. There's good things in there. There's things that uplift you. But when push comes to shove, there's no sweeter incense that goes into heaven than a heart says, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. But I'm going to trust you. I've been hurt. I've been living in a cave. I've been fearful. I don't know what to tell my family anymore. But God, I know you're going to answer. I know who you are. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Let it be known this day. Not about me. Not that Elijah was a great minister or a great prophet. Or that I was anointed. But at the end of the day, I want everybody to know that you're alive and well. I don't care about me. When you get to that place in your ministry, when you said, I don't care what people think and what they say. I just got to do the will of God. God can do things. That's getting flesh out of the way. Oh, I'm the servant. I've done all these things in your word. I was obedient. Hear me. Oh, Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God. And at the end of the day, my prayer is that they'll turn their hearts back to you. I don't care if you think I'm the best preacher. I don't care if you think I'm eloquent in speaking. But after every message, God, if there was somebody that came in and needs the Holy Ghost, let him get the Holy Ghost. If there was somebody that's a prodigal son or daughter that came in hurting and broken and needed to come back and get refilled, God, let it happen. I want them to know that they can come back to you. Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell. It consumed the burnt offering. It consumed the wood. It consumed the stone, it consumed the dust, and it licked up the water. Don't tell me that God isn't real. Don't tell me that God isn't still moving. I want to remind somebody today that the word that God spoke to you is still there. And it's still able for you to reach it. But you need to be preparing for the answer from heaven. God only always answers by fire. I'm here to let you know you're going to go from living in a drought and hiding in a cave in one day. And in the very next day, God's going to pour out fire. Don't give up, brother. Don't give up, sister. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep believing. Keep building an altar. 
God's getting ready to consume it. I'm here to let you know God's dropped us in my soul, and it's a hefty number, but it's been for several days in a row that every time I pray for revival, 100 comes to my mind. I know the enemy says you've never had a 100-soul revival in this church, but I'm here to let the enemy know I feel in my spirit that God is able to give us a 100-soul revival. A hundred souls would fill up the blue. A hundred souls would fulfill the prophecy of the prophet that says you're going to have to build again. I'm calling this church right now to start preparing for a revival. Start preparing for a multicultural revival. Start preparing for miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on, somebody, get your altar restored again. Come on, this is beautiful. I don't care what somebody hears my prayer right now. I need to hear from heaven. I don't care what somebody thinks about my altar right now. I need to touch heaven. Come on, if you've had a ministry.